Thanks, I'm going to pray. We're praying for all men and we're praying for these missionaries specifically. Hallelujah. For salvation. God desires that all men come to salvation. Hallelujah. And to the Oh, 
Lord, we bless your holy name. We worship you for you are God. You are God all by yourself. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. For everyone, oh God, all the unsaved souls in the world. For your desire, oh God. He said, all men be saved, hallelujah. And to come to the knowledge of your truth. Dear Lord, oh God, we thank you for everyone who is currently unsaved, hallelujah. Yes, that the message of your saving grace, oh God, gets to them as good news that it is, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you, O God, for all the machineries, O God, that have been sent into the different parts of the world. We thank you, O God, because this was, hallelujah, encounters upon encounters, encounters with your spirit, encounters with angels, O God. Angelic visitations, O God. Yes, hallelujah. That they will make their choices, hallelujah. They will make their choices. And they will go with salvation, O God, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, precious Father. We thank you, O God. We see a lot of salvation, a lot of salvation from the high and low quarters. We see a lot of salvation, hallelujah. People, oh God, turning camps, hallelujah. Jumping camps from the camp of darkness, oh God, into the camp of your precious, marvelous light, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, yes, hallelujah. We see a lot of salvation, salvation everywhere, salvation everywhere. Men and women, oh God, their lives being transformed, oh God. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We exalt your holy name, O God. Thank you for you are God all by yourself. We worship you. We bless you, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to always lead prayer. Right now, over to you for the Rhapsody of Realities devotional time. Thank you so much, Ma. Over to you, Ma. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Inspired by the World Devotion. And congratulations on yet another time with the Lord where we move from glory to glory, victory to victory, perfection to perfection, blessings upon blessings, praise God. Does anyone have a testimony? In the last few days of this week, I think beginning from Sunday, we received specific words of prophecies about specific things. Anyone who has a testimony in that line, please raise your hand. Okay, so today's Tuesday, 16th December, 16th March. See me, I finished the year. <laughs> Praise God. 
16th March 2021, and the title of today's devotional article is Glory Through the Church. If you have a testimony, you can raise your hand and keep it raised, so I'll say it when, I, when I'm done reading. Glory Through the Church. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by God, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. This is that scripture that reminds me that God exceeds expectations, that God grants desires. He doesn't just grant desires. He exceeds expectations. He can always, and he is able. He said he is able. His ability cannot be questioned. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all above all, everything you would ever ask in life, everything you would ever think about, create, imagine, he's able to do it. And he's doing it by his power that is at work in you. So stirring up that power and causing it to work on your behalf is very important. His opening scripture is Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. In the first chapter of the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul, by the Spirit, began to explain who Jesus is, who Christ is with respect to God, and who the church is. He also went on to explain why the church isn't a conglomerate of religious worship, religious groups. A minute, please. Praise God. Hallelujah. He also went on to explain why the church isn't a conglomeration of religious groups. Rather, it's the body of Christ full of glory. In Ephesians 3, verse 6, New KJV, he explained that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 27 tells us that we are the body of Christ and members in particular. How did we become members of the body of Christ? It was by being baptized into Christ at the new birth. Our theme verse says, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. The Greek word translated ages is genere. It means a generation. It means a generation. That means from generation to generation, the Father is glorified in the church by Jesus Christ. The desire and ministry of Jesus is to glorify the Father always. And this he does through the church. Even in the face of diverse persecution, diverse persecution and belligerent oppositions, we remain bold and courageous for and with the gospel because his glory is in and upon us. With that glory, we triumph over sickness, diseases, poverty, and reign victoriously in the realms of life. The church of Jesus Christ is glorious, triumphant, flourishing, and full of dominion, wisdom, and power. Hallelujah. Everywhere you, you, see, you see the church, just, just put your name there so that the, if you, when you do that, then this article will come home to you because you are a member of the church. You make up the church. So when he said that the church of Jesus Christ was saying me, Amaka, I am glorious, I am triumphant, I am flourishing, and I am full of dominion, I am full of wisdom, I am full of power. If all of these things are true as they are, how do I lose? How do I feel? How do I lose a case? How do I become a victim? when I'm full of dominion? How do I walk foolishly in life when I'm full of wisdom? How am I weak when I'm full of power? So this is us being described in this devotion today, who we are. 
So when we come together like this every morning, it's an assembly of victorious, glorious, triumphant, flourishing people who are full of dominion, wisdom, and power. This is who we are. You know, every day as we go through the devotional, we are reminded of our person, our personality, our nature. We're reminded of our origin. We're reminded of our identity so that we may not settle for less in life. Because brothers and sisters, you can't settle for less. You can actually settle for worse. You know, you know, there are people who think that God uses sickness to humble a man. God does not use the tool of the devil to correct his children. Always remember that. God would never use the tool of the devil to correct his children. So every day we see like in a mirror who we are, what we have, what we can do, who we were made, how we are so that we can live that life and so that we can enjoy our life in Christ. He said, I came that you may have and enjoy life. Then there's one thing finally that I want to draw here. When pastor said that, the desire and ministry of Jesus is to glorify the father always. This was all he did when he was here. So just in case you're asking yourself, how do I live my life? How do I live for God? How do I ensure that I'm walking in the perfect will of God? The only thing that you require is to glorify the Father. So the question you should ask yourself, this thing that I am doing, this thing that I want to do, this project I want to embark on, this party I want to go to, this friendship that I want to start, this relationship that I want to kindle, would it glorify my Father? Would it glorify my Father? and would he continually glorify my father? If you ask yourself that question, always, there are certain decisions that automatically you would not make. The wisdom of God will always be at work in you because the Holy Spirit that you carry on the inside continues that ministry of Jesus and his one and only desire is to glorify the father and in so doing, make a success of your life. Praise God, hallelujah. So always remember that your life is from glory to glory. Congratulations. I'm gonna hand over to Sister Joy for the, for the study and our confession. God bless you. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you for this opportunity. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Um, our further study today is from John 17, 22. It says, and the glory which thou givest me, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. Colossians 1, 26 to 27, even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the gentiles which is christ in you the hope of glory hallelujah and we're our confession let's take our confessions together please don't unmute your mic just repeat after me wherever you are i belong to the church of jesus christ and i bring the lord glory every day christ in me is the glory life. I manifest the perfect glory of God, the power, beauty, and excellence of Christ that's inherent in my spirit. With that glory, I triumph over sickness, disease, poverty, and reign victoriously in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Zier for the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on where we're connecting from. Thank you so much, Sister Amaka, for this wonderful platform. Thank you, everybody, for being consistent with this daily devotional. Thank you for being a part of this and for growing in God's word. We've been reading the New Testament um, Bible and we, uh, we jumped into the book of Luke yesterday. So we're reading the message translation. We're reading Luke chapter 1 and we're reading from verse 26 today. So Luke chapter 1 from verse 26 reads, The caption, A virgin conceives. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to, get to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descendant from David. His name was Joseph and the virgin's name Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You are beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever to his kingdom. Hallelujah. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived the son, old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is, six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see, I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid ready to serve. Let it be to me just as you say. Then the angel left her. The caption, blessed among women. Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to a town in Judea, in the hill country, straight to Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out extravagantly. You are so blessed among women and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why I am so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me. The moment the sounds of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said, believed every word will come true. And Mary said, I am busting with, God's, with, good, with God news. I am dancing the song of my savior, God. God took one good look at me and look what happened. Hallelujah. God took one good look at me and look what happened. I am the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the buffling braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercy, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised beginning with Abraham and right up till now. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. This, may the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. Right now, we're handing over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Thank you so much, Brother. Wow. 
Tadi. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you, Brother Z. Um, also, I want to say a big thank you to your esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity. Now we are going to the Old Testament. We're now in Deuteronomy chapter 5. We're reading three chapters today. So I'll be taking the first two, which is Deuteronomy chapter 5 and chapter 6. The caption is Moses teaches Israel on the plains of Moab. Of Moab. From verse 1, Moses called all Israel together. He said to them, Attention, Israel, listen obediently to the rules and regulations I'm delivering to your listening ears today. Learn them, leave them. God, our God, made a covenant with us at Horeb. God didn't just make this covenant with our parents. He made it also with us. It's all of us who are alive right now. God spoke to you personally out of the fire on the mountain. At the time, I stood between God and you to tell you what God said. You were afraid, remember, of the fire. I wouldn't climb the mountain. He said, I am God, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of a house of slaves. No other gods, only me. No cut gods of any size, shape, or form, or anything whatever, whether of things that fly or walk or swim. Don't bow down to them and don't serve them because I am your God. Your God, I am, and I am a most jealous God. I hold parents responsible for any sins they pass on to their children, to the third and yes, even to the fourth generation. But I am lovingly loyal to the thousands who love me and keep my commandments. No using the name of God your God in curses or silly banter. God won't put up with the irreverent use of his name, nor walking on the Sabbath. Keep it holy, just as God, your God, commanded you. Walk six days, doing everything you have to do. But on the seventh day is the Sabbath, a rest day, no work. Not you, your son, your daughter, your servant, your maid, your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals. And not even the foreigner visiting your town. That way, your servants and maids will get the same rest as you. Don't ever forget that you were slaves in Egypt, and God, your God, got you out of there in a powerful show of strength. That's why God, your God, commands you to observe the day of Sabbath's rest. Verse 16, respect your father and your mother. God, your God, commands it. You will have a long life. The land that God is giving you will treat you well. No mother, no adultery, no stealing, no lies about your neighbor, no coveting your neighbor's wife, and no lusting for his house, field, servant, maid, ox, or donkey either. Nothing that belongs to your neighbor. Verse 22, these are the words that God spoke to the whole congregation at the mountain. He spoke in a tremendous voice from the fire and cloud and dark mist, and that was it, no more words. Then he wrote them on two slabs of stone and gave them to me. As it turned out, when you heard the voice out of that dark cloud and saw the mountain of fire, you approached me, all the heads of your tribes and your leaders said, and said, our God has revealed to us his glory and greatness. We've heard him speak from the fire today. We've seen that God can speak to humans and they can still live. But why risk it further? This huge fire would devour us if we stay around any longer. If we hear God's voice anymore, we'll die for sure. Has anyone ever known of anyone who has heard the voice of God the way we have and lived to tell the story? From now on, you go and listen to what God our God has says, and then tell us what God tells you. We'll listen now, we'll do it. God heard what you said to, to me and told me, I've heard what the people said to me. They are right, good and true words. What I wouldn't give. What I wouldn't give if they would always feel this way. Continue to revere me and always keep all my commands. They would have a good life forever, they and their children. Verse 30, go ahead and tell them to go home to their tents, but you stay here. But you, you stay here with me so I can tell you every commandment and all the rules and regulations that you must teach them so they will know how to live in the land that I'm giving them as their own. So be very careful to act exactly as God commands you. Don't veer off to the right or to the left. Walk straight down. 
the road God commands so that you will have a good life and live a long time in the land that you are about to possess. Praise be unto God. Wow. Okay. We'll now move to chapter 6. From verse 1, this is the commandment, the rules and regulations that God, your God, commanded me to teach you to live out in the land you are about to cross into, into to possess. This is so that you will live in deep reverence before God lifelong, <coughs> observing all his rules and regulations that I am commanding you, you and your children and your grandchildren, living good long lives. Listen obediently, Israel. Do what you, you are told so that you have a good life, a life of abundance and bounty, just as God promised in a land abounding in milk and honey. Attention, Israel. God our God, God the one and only. Love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that is in you. Love him with all you've got. Verse 6, write these commandments that I have given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you. And then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are. Sitting at home or walking in the streets, talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorsteps, doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. When God, your God, ushers you into the land he promised, he promised through your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you, you are going to walk into large, busting cities. You didn't build well-furnished houses you didn't buy, come upon wells you didn't dig, vineyards and olive orchards you didn't plant. You didn't plant, sorry. When you take it all in and settle down, Pleased and content, make sure you don't forget how you got there. God brought you out of slavery in Egypt. Verse 13, deeply respect God, your God. Serve and worship him exclusively. Back up your promises with his name only. Don't fool around with other gods, the gods of your neighbors. Because God, your God, who is alive among you, is a jealous God. Don't provoke him. Igniting his hot anger, I will burn you right off the face of the earth. Don't push your God. Your God to the wall as you did that day at Massa, the testing place. Carefully keep the commands of God. Your God, all the requirements and regulations He gave you. Do what is right. Do what is good in God's sight. So you will live a good life and be able to march in and take this pleasant land that God so solemnly promised through your ancestors, throwing out your enemies left and right, exactly as God said. Verse 20, the next time your child asks you, what do these requirements and regulations and rules that God our God has commanded mean? Tell your child, we were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt and God powerfully intervened and got us out of that country. We stood there and watched as God delivered miracle signs, great wonders, and evil visitations on Egypt. On Pharaoh and his household, he put us out of there so he could bring us here and give us the land he so solemnly promised to our ancestors. That is why God commanded us to follow all these rules so that we would live reverently before God, our God, as he gives us this good life, keeping us alive for a long time to come. It will, be a set, it will be a set right and put together life for us if we make sure that we do this entire commandment in the presence of God, our God, just as he commanded us to do. And may the Lord bless us reading. Thank you very much, Esther Namara. Over to you. Thank you so much, Brother John. You're most amazing. And thank you, Brother Doze. Thank you for the New Testament reading and thank you for the work that you do you know, sharing the screen to help us see the Bible as we read. Thank you so much also for the platform that you give us every day to have this fellowship. And, you know, to all of our co-hosts, the Bible says that he that waters shall himself be watered. Just know that you can never lack help. Know that 
you can never be disadvantaged, whatever the situation. And there is greater grace working for you to open doors, to penetrate nations, and to give you access to opportunities that would normally have not been yours. God bless you. Deuteronomy chapter seven. When God your God brings you into the country that you are about to enter and take over, he will clear out the superpowers that were there before you. The Hittites, the Gagashites, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hevite, and the Jebusite. Those seven nations are all bigger and stronger than you. God, your God, will turn them over to you and you will conquer them. <clears throat> I'm reading this and I'm wondering, you know those times when we face certain challenges that are really big, and then some of us actually go to our room and then we are crying and saying, God, this thing is bigger than me. This thing is bigger than me. Meanwhile, through the scriptures, God specializes in bringing things that are naturally bigger than us to prove to us that he's God, to prove to the world that he's, he's the one that is with us. Pastor will say that dream big, let your dream be so big that it will involve God. If your dreams are not big enough for God, that you require God to bring them to pass, then God is not necessary. Then you can as well humanly do them. When you are saying you want to give in the trillions and your salary per month is probably 100,000 naira, you know that it will only take a God. There's a testimony, I don't know if I've shared it here, but I think I'll share it. Let me finish the Bible reading plan. You must completely destroy them, offering them up as a holy destruction to God. Don't make a treaty with them. Don't let them off in any way. And you know, yesterday or two days ago, I was explaining why God wanted an utmost destruction of these people, right? So you remember now, don't marry them. Don't give your daughters to their sons and don't take their daughters for your sons. Before you know it, they will involve you in worshiping their gods and God would explode in anger, putting a quick end to you. Here's what you are to do. Did you notice God didn't tell them to reach out to them, to even save them? Because of what I explained to you the other day, that there was no ability, no desire to do good anymore in this ones because their DNA had been altered. Tear apart their altars, altars stone by stone, smash their phallic pillars, chop down their sex and religion, Asherah groves, set fire to their carved God images. Do this because you are a people set apart as holy to God, your God. God, your God chose you out of all the people on earth for himself as a cherished personal treasure. Are you guys hearing how God feels about you? God wasn't attracted to you and didn't choose you because you were big and important. The fact is there was almost nothing to you. He did it out of sheer love, keeping the promise he made to your ancestors. God stepped in and mightily brought you back out of that world of slavery, freed you from the iron grip of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know this, God your God is God indeed, a God you can't depend on. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God your God is God indeed, a God you can depend on. He keeps his covenant of loyal love with those who love him and observe his commandments for a thousand generations. He keeps his covenant of loyal love. God's love is loyal. Question, is your love loyal? Is your love loyal? Is your love unconditional? Or is he here today and gone tomorrow? Oh, I made a mistake. Do you throw me out? Do I cease to exist because I made a mistake? Is your love loyal? But he also pays back those who hate him, pays them the wages of death. He isn't slow to pay them off. Those who hate him, he pays right on time. So keep the command and the rules and regulations that I command you today, do them. And this is what will happen when you on your path will obey these directives, keeping and following them. God on his part, will keep the, com the covenant of loyal love that he made with your ancestors. He will love you, he will bless you, 
he will increase you. God loves me, God blesses me, and God increases me on a daily basis. Verse 13, he will bless the babies from your womb and the harvest of grain new wine and oil from your fields he'll bless the calves from your herds and lambs from your flocks flocks in the country he promised your ancestors that he'll give you you'll be blessed beyond all other peoples no sterility or barrenness in you or your animals god will get rid of all sickness and all the evil afflictions you experience in egypt he'll put none on you but on those who hate you you make my meat of all the peoples that God, your God, hands over to you. Don't feel sorry for them and don't worship their gods. They will trap you for sure. You're going to think to yourself, oh, we're outnumbered 10 to 1 by these nations. We'll never ever make a dent in them. But I'm telling you, don't be afraid. Remember, yes, remember in detail what God, your God, did to Pharaoh and all Egypt. Remember the great contest to which you were eyewitnesses, the miracle signs, the wonders, God's mighty hand as he stretched out his arm and took you out of there. God, your God, is going to do the same thing to these people you are now so afraid of. And to top it off, the hornet, God will unleash the hornet on them until every survivor in hiding is dead. You know, sometimes there are people who are instigated against you and are working against you. Some you may know, some you may never know. This is God saying that even the one that is hiding, I will reach them. So my brothers and my sisters, at the end of the day, you never have to worry about who is against you. Verse 21, so don't be intimidated by them. God, your God is among you. God majestic, God awesome. God, your God, will get rid of these nations bit by bit. You won't be permitted to wipe them out all at once, lest the wild animals take over and overwhelm you. But God, your God, will move them out of your way. He will throw them into a huge panic until there's nothing left of them. He will turn their kings over to you and you remove all trace of them under heaven. Not one person will be able to stand up to you. You put an end to them all. Make sure you you set fire to their carved gods. Don't get greedy for this veneer of silver and gold on them and take it for yourself. You'll get trapped by it for sure. God hates it. It's an abomination to God, your God. And don't dare bring one of these abominations home or you end up just like it, burned up as a holy destruction. No, it is forbidden. Hate it, abominate it, destroy it, and preserve God's holiness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, we're doers of the word. <laughs> Pastor Debbie will say, I don't like what I hate. <laughs> so, the one that God says we should hate, don't worry, the ability to hate it automatically comes upon you. So, we, we're lovers of everything God, and we hate the world. We hate the things of the world. You know, there is the sin and there is the sinner. You know, we hate the sin as God hates it. We hate the evil in the world, but we're reaching out to the sinners. We're reaching out to the unbelieving because we know that Christ died for every one of us. You know, so it's been a beautiful time with the Lord, studying the word, seeing for ourselves, the character, the personality, the nature, most especially the loyal love of God. And, you know, one of the things, like I always say, that come home every day, God is love. God is love. God is love. God is love. He's consistent. He's faithful. He's faithful. His love is loyal. His love is faithful. His friendship is consistent. God is persistent, you know, and then there's just so much to learn from the Lord on a daily basis. So you cannot say that you did not know what the word said about a particular matter, because every day you can see the character of our God and how he wants us to act by the way he himself has acted or is acting. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Any testimony? Okay, you know what? I'm going to call two people to tell us What's been happening with them 
since they've been joining this inspired by the word. Because me, I know that everybody here has testimony. We'll be calling for testimony. Nobody will raise their hand up. At least the Bible says that he has given us a spirit of power. So I don't know anybody to be shy in this place. But if he has raised his hand. <laughs> okay, oh, but I, say, I, I just saved the person I wanted to call. But, but I feel it's all right. But I feel raise your hand so I can unmute you. Okay, so go ahead and unmute yourself and share with us. And praise the Lord. Um, good morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, Stamara. Good morning, every single um, wonderful saint in the house of God. Um, I want to thank God for um two things one um being involved in the group thanks to brother Dozi, and i want to i'm so grateful because basically uh, it's my picking up with my spiritual life has been like a struggle and all that but then from last year um and Dozi have been friends for a while and to an extent i've been taking advantage of that connection and joining into the devotional um, the devotional group daily, even though I've not always participated, but then again, it's been from glory to glory, that consciousness of holding on to God's word. And sincerely, the message um, sharing um, through Sister Marao, even through various individuals, has made a difference, sincerely, I must say. Um, you know, the word of God in our spirits, more or less like causes us to do his word I want, I'm so grateful to that. Um, praise the Lord. So that's my first testimony. Then my second one is the fact that um, after moving into my house recently, I just got a set of chairs. And the way about it is, is there are times by the Spirit, you're just like, I'm going to do this. But you don't know how, you don't know where, whichever the case, but it just like those things that, that you desire in your heart, it just comes to pass. And that's just it. So I'm grateful to God because basically, sincerely, eh, when the Bible says be anxious for nothing or says, and if you are worrying of anything, will really it add life to you? You find out that things happen and you now ask yourself one simple question. So why were you worrying in the first place? Like, I don't get why. Like I don't, you just find out that you were just working yourself out. So scripture just makes you understand that, come, just do the word, be anxious for nothing. In that sense, in all things, by prayer and supplication, he said that, is it true prayer and supplication? He said, make your request known to God. I said that the peace of God, why the peace of God guides your heart is that you will not start seeing the solution. He said the peace of God shall guide your heart. So I'm grateful to God for this blessing, both spiritually and the material aspect of adding extra stuff into my new apartment. So I'm grateful to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for that, Effie. You know, <laughs> so something just happened. Deep Peggy, right? It was you I wanted to call before Brother Effie's hand went up. And when your hand now went up, I said, this is good. Aren't you amazing? Okay. Let's hear from D. Peggy. Tell us, please unmute from your end and share your testimony with us in one minute. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, we can hear you. Praise the Lord. Yeah, uh, I just want to thank God for the opportunity. Okay, I want to thank God for the opportunity for this platform to be here. Uh, and thank you to all the hosts and co-hosts. And call me because I already had, I just had it in my spirit, you know. And I actually have a, a testimony basically for the platform. I joined the platform a couple of weeks ago. Um, but Imao Lubuse is on the platform. He invited me. On that day, the Holy Spirit just, I was thinking about several kinds of investments and all that. And the Holy Spirit said I should speak with him. 
So I did after the MBTC, one of the sessions of the MBTC. So he spoke about several things and he talked about this platform. I was like, admin, then you were still mostly on WhatsApp. I tried to join with the link he sent, but it didn't work before you moved here because the platform was full. Then I joined when you moved fully here, you know. Then I began to think about it. I said, this was the reason the Holy Spirit told me to ask him because all the other things he spoke about, no one really was um, as impactful as this. Yesterday, I was just reflecting on it again, and I was like, this is the platform. This is the reason the Holy Spirit said to ask him about investments. Um, fully, fully got involved and participated in several of the morning prayers. Then also, that was posted on Monday. You know, I've tried to do that severally on maybe different platforms, sometimes Times, you know, it just goes one way or the other. But last week, I was able to follow all the messages from Monday to Sunday. And at interval, I actually shared the link with several other people to join in. Some of them are on the platform already, you know, because it was just so inspiring, the direction of the word of God, the impact in the spirit, and having time like this in the morning to actually go through the Bible and have people who, have, who are like-minded, you know, being involved and everything. I, I, I'm really grateful to God for the opportunity. Thank you so much for all that you do. Wow. I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Is it Dr. Peggy? Is the DA doctor? No, definitely. Oh, Dickiness Peggy, good to have you here, Ma. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Ma, for sharing your testimony. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Dickiness. Has been... Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Okay, so um, it's been a beautiful time of prayer and of the word. I'm going to hand over to Brother Martins right now for the Pauline affirmation. Thank you, Dickiness Peggy Ma. Thank you, Brother Ife, for sharing your testimonies with us. Brother Martins, over to you. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this great opportunity. Okay, we're taking affirmation this morning. But um, kindly oblige me um, a few minutes, a few seconds to just say this. You know, this morning when we were talking about the love of God, one of the things that has stood out for me all these years is the understanding of the unconditionality of the love of God. Once you understand that love is unconditional, it will help your spiritual growth in the sense that you can relate with every Christian unconditionally, as in using the word of God as your yardstick to relate with them. You will never for once have any challenge or any problem with any of them because you are loving them unconditionally, the way God loves us. Thank you so much. Okay, right now we're going into the affirmation and affirmation every morning we take this starting with our name. We start with my name is your name and I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. Then the second paragraph, I, you say your name, I'm granted according to the riches. The top paragraph, your name, my love abounds more and more. Hallelujah. Okay, right now, kindly ask everyone to unmute at the count of three. We take our formation. One, two, three. My name is Emma, <laughs> 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 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to affirm the word, knowing that we are daily being metamorphosed into the words that you say concerning us. Even at this time, Lord, as we break bread, we declare that we are who you say we are. We have what you say we have, and we can do what you say we can do. You are to us who the word says you are. Jesus Christ is to us who the word says he is. He is to us life. He is to us vitality. He is to us strength. He is to us courage. He is to us tenacity. I speak to every weak heart. I speak to every weakness. Be strengthened by the breaking of the bread and by the cup this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. The same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. The same night in which he was betrayed, you may be waking up this morning and there was no reason to wake up because so much is happening in your space. But I miss the betrayals. I miss the trials. I miss the difficulties. Jesus broke bread. He broke it in faith, knowing that where he was going to that cross was worth it. He knew that the end was victory. He knew that the end was glory. And that end was you and I. Something will certainly come out from that situation. And by the breaking of the bread this morning, I affirm a quick turn around. I affirm a quick turn around, a quick turn around of that situation. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. By the power of the Holy Ghost, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Please break the bread and eat it.
chapter 25, verse 25, of the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years off as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, you just shoot the Lord's death till he comes. Thank you, Lord, for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus. Yes, everything about us is perfect. Just like you, just like you. We think like you, we speak like you, we act like you. We see life like you, we do things like you. To the glory of the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Please take the cup. Know that your victory is sure, whatever the situation. Keep talking and keep listening to the messages. We have a new series that just came out, um, a new schedule rather. Um, and it's um, if you've seen it, it was posted on the group by Brother Wally. It's, um, it's beginning with the series, Changing Hopeless Situations. There are 12 parts of, the, of that particular message. So in the next 13 days, because there's a day where we pause and then we listen to the messages for the month of April, um, for the month of February and March, and then we read the book, Recreating Your World. But in the next 13 days, we're taking the 12 parts, Changing Hopeless Situations. Brothers and sisters, at the end of this month, you should not have a hopeless situation in your life. The Bible says he sent his word and he delivered them from their destruction. The word of God is coming to you. Take advantage of it. We post the messages daily on the group. Don't be looking for prayer points for what the word of God can sort. Let us omit as we share the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. All the days of our lives, and we dwell in the house of the Lord forever Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. Thank you, man. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you.